2: Hello, Kules. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Troy Cadot. It's game day. El Clasico. Hope you're all ready. Today, we want to talk about a couple things. Obviously, we're going to talk about the preview of El Clasico, second leg of the Copa del Rey. That game is huge in Barcelona. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about Javier Tebas and Alexander Sefren, about some things that have hit the news this week. Kind of just get it off my chest. It's been very frustrating. So we'll dig into that. Before we get into these topics, quick word from our sponsor, NordVPN.
3: Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN, the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you'd never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com slash barsa now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com slash barsa. The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now and enjoy a safe and private online experience.
1: Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Okay, guys. Javier Tebas and Alexander Seferin. So if you don't know who those two are, Tabas is obviously the president of La Liga. Sefren, uh runs UEFA. Okay, these two have been uh, best friends, best buds ever since the whole entire Super League uh, announcement went down. Um, as Seffrin was essentially backstabbed by the president of Juventus at that time, they had been best friends, and in that and when the Super League was announced. In that void, Tabas and the president of PSG, you know, kind of filled that void with Seferin and and became, um, you know, best friends. Uh, Obviously, the announcement of the Super League at that time, you know, caused all kinds of havoc. Um, You know, we don't need to rehash that, but there is definitely because of that, there is definitely bad blood uh, in the water and has been since they announced that. You all know about what's been going on with Barcelona and then the Guerra referee case, you know from from everything that's been you know pushed in the media, you know anybody's been able to see on the outside, and to what I had you know verbally said, and I don't remember if it was on a pod or if it was just within, um, yeah, it was on a pod. It was on one of the recordings that I did with Gabriel. I didn't think much of it really because i don't i didn't really believe the case because essentially you know a lot of these referees in la liga are for madrid right they're either from there or that's been their favorite team and so when you're talking about paying off referees uh you know to have a to have this case popped off because of a tax issue and not because of a referee reported that they're trying to be bought off that was really my reasons why I don't really think there's anything to this, right? And so far, my gut, you know, has been accurate. There really isn't much to it. It's really fizzled out a lot, uh, you know. And, of course, you know, there's been a lot of words thrown around. Tabas, you know, of course, came on and said, well, La Liga can't do anything about it. It's passed the statute of limitations in Spanish, you know, according to Spanish rule. But you know Laporta, you need to you need to come on and you need to explain yourself. And if you can't do that, you need to resign. So again, you know that passive aggressive you know mentality where he says, "Oh, there's nothing we can do about it." But you got to You know, there's there's punishment for for you know not coming out and explaining yourselves. And Laporta hasn't come out and really had you know all he's said is that they're investigating. They're looking into it, you know. This this uh, case spans years and multiple presidents of, of Barcelona, so you know you gotta kind of go back and you know see what they have on hand to to defend themselves. But like I said, as of today, much hasn't come of it; it's kind of fizzled out. But there's been this banter going back and forth between Tabas and Laporta, and and then all of a sudden, uh, breaking in the news uh, earlier this week was that there was a, some kind of document, documents maybe perhaps, that Tabas had provided to the prosecutor, to the Spanish government that is investigating this, and it seems like the document was not on the up and up, didn't really maybe per, perhaps didn't pertain to the case, didn't you know really have good information in it, kind of tried to do it through a back alley of getting this information over, Again, on the front, he's saying, oh, there's nothing we can do about it. But yet he's letting his words run loose on Twitter and social media. And then he's doing this behind the scenes where he's trying to submit some evidence, uh, apparently, that was, you know, whether it's falsified or fake or, again, what we're seeing in the media, not entirely, you know, sure if it's accurate or not. Uh, But that obviously prompted a response from Barcelona like this. I mean, this is it. Like, this is enough. Uh, You know, of course, and then they clearly came out, very strong worded statement calling for Tabas's um, uh, resignation. And so it's been obviously getting pretty dirty. I mean, we are in the mud now with this case. But, uh, you know, kind of, you know, as we say on the pod in our WhatsApp group, you know, never a dull day uh, in the life of Barcelona. There's something obviously going on every single day. But it's just really pretty sad that you got a club, you know, one of... Obviously, there's two giant clubs in La Liga. You got Barcelona, Madrid, and that the president of La Liga is trying to damage either the reputation or damage the club in whole of, you know, one of his two biggest clubs. And it's it's really sad, really. Honestly, it's really sad. So instead of this guy actually doing anything positive for La Liga... You know, he just spends his time on Twitter, you know, with these, you know, running these little spats and, and doing things like that, and La Liga is falling every day. My, I posted yesterday on Twitter, every single day La Liga is falling behind the Premier League uh, in their exposure, in their growth, in their potential, and all this guy does is want to argue and do these types of things, and, and really... Barça's statement about him resigning is really not a bad idea to be quite honest because as I mentioned before what has he done for La Liga outside of coming in and telling everybody hey we're going to cap we're going to cap your salaries we're going to we need you to cut your expenses what has he done the CBC deal was horrible everybody and anybody that had dealt with them before had warned them don't deal with these guys they had signed a deal previously with F1 and it was a horrible deal for F1 and he went and signed it without even, from what I know, without even looking at any other offers. He just took the first deal that crossed his desk, and hence well, that's why Barcelona had pulled out of it and did not want to sign it. So he really isn't that isn't that good of a president. He's really pretty basic, right? He's really kind of old school. La Liga needs somebody that's more innovative, uh, especially for outside of Spain for the for the coverage, and for the exposure that the league is getting. They need somebody new. So I go along with what Barcelona says. Tabas out. You need to go. We need somebody in there that can do the job because you certainly can't do it. And then on to his friend, Seferin. So obviously, like I mentioned, the bad blood because of the Super League. I get that. I understand that. Seferin comes out this week. Again, doing the same thing, the same page from Tabas. Says, uh, you know, threatening Barcelona that there could be bans from the Champions League, you know, in the future. And then says, this is the most serious he has ever seen. But, then says, but I don't really know what's going on because there's a special committee that's been assigned to it. I'm not part of it. I haven't stayed up to date. Okay, you just said it's the most serious case that you've ever seen. But then you're saying that you don't really know what's going on. Again, like I said, same page from Tabas that passive aggressiveness saying uh, it's the worst threatening bans but then saying I don't know what's going on it's all a campaign to damage rep, uh, barcelona's reputation and of course all these other fans of other clubs are certainly buying into this barcelona fans obviously are hopefully are seeing through this i know i am and it's just uh, it's just really you know uncalled for unjustified and really you know bad place to be uh, for you know when it's coming to you know UEFA, La Liga, and Barcelona So hopefully we we get through this soon and this all calms down and settles down because Really all of these entities are spending their time on the on this Negreira case when there's really nothing there to, to be had um, And I'll kind of talk about why I mentioned these items, you know as we wrap up, you know for uh, for the El Clasico today So let's move on to the main event. Obviously, today is El Clasico. Barcelona, um, you know, this morning uh, in U.S. time, obviously mid-afternoon there in Barcelona, uh, you know, popped a video. Uh, They call it El Clasico 3. It's really technically numero cinco, uh, fifth time that they played this year, but it's a build-up video man I, I invite you to go watch that that thing made the hair on the back of my neck stand up Maybe you know want to be there again. Obviously, uh, I was just there a few weeks ago for the all for the all-classico uh, Never experienced a sporting event like that. I mean I think about it almost every day and uh, Man, I would certainly love to be there. But this this you know build-up video. it just is fantastic they're asking the fans to come out and you know and, and bring their A game tonight to really bring it, you know, bring the bar, you know, wear your Barca kit, where, you know, bring your scarf, bring the flags. So I'm imagining the environment there is just really going to be off the charts as it was a couple weeks ago. So I'm really uh, certainly looking forward to that. Winner of this game will face Osasuna. So really if you think about it this to me to me, and I apologize for discounting Osasuna, but this is the championship game, if you ask me. This is it, right? Winner of this game moves on and plays a lesser opponent, and so this is the championship game. So, uh, I just, man, I can't wait for, for that game to kick off. I'm looking you know, forward to it. Barcelona, missing some key players, okay? Again, we're missing Frankie, we're missing Dembele, Pedri, and Christensen, all to injury. Four, you know, really impactful players that we're missing. So I think that this game will be a dogfight like we saw in the first leg in Madrid. I think it's going to be a scrappy game. I think it'll all come down to who makes the lesser mistakes will be the team who wins. I expect, <laughs> I will expect a lot of uh, fouls in this game. I'm going to expect a lot of cards. I think this is going to be like an old school Madrid versus Barca game where they really went at it um, because because of uh, everything that's on the line. I just don't think we're going to see a very clean game tonight. So this sometimes can be fun too, right? Like watching these two teams go at it. But I think we'll see, uh, well, two, two things that we could see from Madrid. We could see them come out and, and go in full attack, knowing, again, that we were missing some uh, some key players. Christensen on, on the defensive side is that biggest name. We believe, or I believe, that Alonso will fit in there in that back four. So you know he's a decent player, but you know that he has weaknesses, especially covering an attack. And so I expect that Madrid will take advantage of that and maybe overload uh, on his side Uh, We'll see because you know that we like to have Balde bring up the ball. Ball Balde, I'm assuming, will start as that left back. And we like to bring Balde up, which leaves Alonso exposed on that left side. So I'm hoping that Chavi game plans. It appeared in the last El Clasico that Chavi did not want Balde to bring the ball up too far. Because a lot of times he'd bring it to about midfield, which was this was all right in front of me. Uh, would bring it to about midfield, and then he would stop. He wouldn't do his normal, you know, take on that corner uh, to, you know, and try to get into the box. I'm expecting the same today, so uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm thinking that Madrid will try to come out and attack uh, quickly and uh, and try to press really hard on, on counterattacks attacks. Uh, to, to expose Alonso, like I said, um, but in doing so, I think what they'll do is they'll expose themselves in the long game. As you know, they have aging players on that team, and so I think that what that'll do is, if that's not successful, if we can defend early and not allow them to score, uh, then I think that the favor will tip towards Barcelona because you know we will have worn them out, if essentially. Uh, and then we will continue to press hard throughout the game, which we've done all year. And uh, I'm expecting like a one one-one-o game, or maybe a one-one game where it goes to penalties. Uh, hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, it's a it's a it's a three-nothing, four-nothing, something like that. Uh, obviously, in the favor of Barcelona, uh, but we'll see. I think it's going to be like I said, real tight game, real dogfight. Uh, but uh, again, looking looking forward to it. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm so ready to, to watch this game. I think the pressure is all on Madrid, right? Think about it. Uh, I mean, if they lose again to Barcelona, what does that mean for their squad, right? I mean, they still have Champions League to think about, but what does that mean for their confidence, and what does that mean for Ancelotti? Like, Barcelona would have owned them this year, so... Uh, I think the pressure is really on them because we've we've already won our fair share of the games against them this year. So if we lose, this is really just the... It is the Copa del Rey. I don't want to discount that. It is another title to be won. It is another trophy to be won. We are certainly driven by those trophies, but it's not the end of the world. We still... Are you know focused on wrapping up La Liga and closing that out and uh, winning our first one? And I believe I think it's been four years since we won. So I think the pressure is on Madrid. So we'll see how they how they deal with that pressure. Uh, for me, this is an absolute statement game. Okay, a statement game for for multiple reasons. A statement game because look at where we've come from. I mean, if you think back, I was thinking this morning, we were on the brink of collapse because of COVID and the financial situation. Obviously, had to pull these big levers to make it so we can be competitive, but we were almost on collapse, right? I mean, you heard Laporta come in and say if something wasn't done drastically when he come you know came in, you know, by kicking out Bartomeu and having a new president come in, if something wasn't done drastically then the club might not even be here today, right? They were, in, they are in a hole still, obviously digging themselves up, moving in the right direction, but it was an essence of timing that needed to be done where otherwise if we had continued on through the remainder of that year, that hole might have been way too big for us to dig out of. So this is a statement game that Barcelona, as we have seen, are tracking back that Barcelona uh, you know will have their you know return to prominence that Barcelona will return to their winning way. So for me this is the biggest game of the year even though I thought that about the clasico a couple weeks ago and about la liga but again if we can if we can get ourselves in the championship game and and solidify another trophy this year that just speaks volumes to where Barca was and where Barca is and where Barca's going. Okay? And talk and a statement game because of all of the enemies trying to hold Barcelona down. Tabas, Seferin, Madrid Media, all of these guys, Barcelona was in this hole. Barcelona was dead essentially, right? We were laying on the side of the road, dead, bleeding out. And we, and we got a lifeline and look at where we are now. And, and the Barcelona enemies, and believe me, these are real enemies, right? Like they would love nothing more than have this club be dead in the water. But these are the enemies that we are fighting right now. And you see, and again, that's why I talked about all the things with the Negrera case, Javier Tebas, Alexander Seferin. Those are Barcelona enemies. They do not want us to come back. And by winning tonight then we are winning the battle against the enemies and so really as a as a Barca fan and as a person who loves sports and a person who really, you know, just cannot stand when you have, you know, people utilizing media and things like that to hold someone down. For me, again, this is the biggest game. This is a must uh, win game for us even though I talked about the pressure not certainly being honest, but it's still a statement game. This is a game where we need all Barca fans worldwide to be, you know, whether or not you're in the stadium, whether or not you're in your living room, whether or not you're listening to it on your phone or on the radio or whatever you're watching, this is the game that we need to cheer this squad on. We need to let the Barca voices be heard. Go to social media, post about this game, post about your support for the club. This is the biggest club in the world and we need to make sure that our enemies understand that they will not deny us. We will be back on top. We are close to being there. And again, Barcelona is and will be and forever will be the biggest club in the world. That's why we are Mes Club. Visca Barça. Visca Catalunya. Vamos. Let's go. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two.